anyone put my mic? Do you want headphones? Oh, this, this is fine. This is fine. That's my head and the front Hello? of my head's big, so I'm fine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I, I quite like this. This is, this is <gasps> Don't try it. It's so red eye, man. You just can't have them. Is this all right, Ace? Yeah, you're fine. Huh? No, but I can't hear myself. Are you in that? Are you in that mic or are you in the mic mic? I'm wherever I need to be. No, <laughs> let me try it on. No! It's mine! <laughs> I don't want to share. I just want to try it on. <laughs> I'll share everything with you. Where did you get that? This is marked from here. It doesn't oh, work yeah. anyway. Oh, there's one here, but it's not like yours. <laughs> well, I could have got the furry thing. bit at the end. It's the same thing. It just don't want that one. <laughs> want your one. Look, look, look. Look, look, I don't want that one. I want your one. <laughs> you want my man. <laughs> oh, here we go. Oh, it sounds so familiar with your face. You're actually... It sounds so clear as well. I love it. Okay, Ace, I'm ready to go. I feel like Charlene White on the news. <laughs> I'm going to tell her when I see her, like Charlene looks. I feel so professional. Are we? Okay, okay. All right. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the show. This is Two Girls and the Mic. And this is episode 332. I've lost girls and the mic. She's always two girls and the mic. Every week it's the same thing. You're not allowed to sing anymore. This is not singing. This is chanting. It's not singing. It's not. Singing's in tune. Singing is in time. Who's filming harmonious. You just threw me off beat. <laughs> you were never on the beat, man. Sure. <laughs> like Eminem, just off the beat. I was on the, I was on the twos and the sevens. <laughs> All right, oh. hey, no, hey, y'all, hey, y'all, hey, y'all. You awesome. know, I, I, we are back. This is Two mm. Girls in the Mic. And, you know, this is our weekly podcast. We're back here with you. Woo! Yay! I love doing this show. So Chef do I. I. I love you. I love you. I was looking at our pictures the other day when we went to the mobile. But can I have those headphones, like, though? No. Right. But I don't love me. We have so much fun together. We yes. love doing this show. So like, it really is fun. good. But I'm not sharing anything with you. I'm just going to put it out there. It's too much. <laughs> I look forward to meeting you each week, La. So even though you're trying to steal Nas and Drake and skeptical um, from me. I can't steal things that are mine. <laughs> just, just mine. Even though you actually grips the table. <laughs> Even though you're trying to steal them from me and you don't believe in my new career. Ask me what I do. Shezza, what do you do? I'm a writer. Shezza, why I'm an you, author. Why are you a writer? Why are you an author? Because I've penned a couple paragraphs this week and I'm like, sentences sure, don't this count. This could be a book. <laughs> be a book okay can I just ask what inspired you to like you know decide I'm going to pick up a pen I'm going to write I feel like right. people need to hear my words let me just say I was you know what it is it's these long journeys you know I'm going to Portsmouth still so um I don't have that much to do but can I just have you not spoken to your chambers about because I I really feel like they're mugging you off no 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 I'm a junior in a case and I, I accepted to oh, yeah, be it I you and saying, yeah. they've said actually because my my the lead counsel is actually staying up there so mm. she stayed up this week you have to stay there no I just you know I prefer oh, my bed so I can do it though I can do it in the mornings I can get up at you know a really early time of the morning <laughs> <laughs> and drive to the tube Not station, me. get the tube to Waterloo, get the train to Portsmouth, sometimes miss that train or sometimes catch it by the skin of my teeth. And then I can um, 
I can do all of that and I can get to court and I can do, you know, a fab day in court being a junior. Yeah. And But it's the coming home. It is a bit sort of nightmarish because there are trains which take an hour and a half, but there are trains which take two hours and it's they're, they're intermixed. So you miss an hour and a half one and then you're on the you're on the two hour train. So that's that's a bit hairy. And then obviously you get off the two hour train, you still got a tube journey and you still got a bit of a drive um, to my house. So just to cut a long story short, yeah. the thing is, because I've had all this time... Oh my god, I'm getting so much life admin done, and um, on the train. The only thing is, I, not so many phone calls because on the train it keeps cutting out. So you're just like mid flow, trying to sort some stuff out, and then. But emails. Oh my gosh, I'm an email don at the moment, and um, yeah. So I just thought one day, you know, I'm, I, I'm, I, I have a book inside of me. I am. I'm an author. I'm an author. Just, just ask, ask me what I do because I like that word. Uh, ask me again, one more time. What do you do? I'm an author. Uh, <laughs> I'm an author. I'm not dealing with this. Okay. No, I'm an author. We're moving on. We're moving on. So you're going to be an author. Oh, ask me what I do. No, I don't encourage this. Behavior. I'm an author. I'm an author. So, um, so I thought I'd just authorize. You know. <laughs> you're an idiot. I'm, so- <laughs> I'm an author. Right, do you know what? Enough of this foolishness now. Don't ask me what I learned we, this week because it's oh, going to be. I'm an author. Um, no, no, no. <laughs> we're doing that later. Save it. Right, okay. I learned sorry. so much this week, but we're, we're going to be doing that later. But before we do that, okay. I'm happy to announce we have a, an amazing guest in the studio today. <laughs> She's been sitting there kind of trying not to giggle out loud. Um, and I'm, I'm just so pleased that she's here. Like, I kind of found this girl by accident. I just, you know, one day I was just on my Twitter and I just thought, you know, let me just scroll for it, scroll for it. And I actually saw a tweet that was retweeted that you sent. Somebody else had retweeted. So I thought, let me have a nosy, let me have a nosy. And I was like, oh, she's really funny. Oh, I like her, I like her, I like her. And that was ages ago. And since then, I've kind of like watched your kind of career progress, which will let, which will get you know you to explain um but i want to welcome everybody hands 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 clap 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 Kalita to the studio hello oi, oi, Savaloy. Hi, <laughs> welcome to two girls on the mic again thanks again for coming thank you for having me no problem now like i said to you guys she's an amazing talent and i would like thank her you. to explain to everyone that's listening exactly who you are and what it is that you do I'm Kalechi, Kalechi Okafor. I'm an actress. My sister. <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> the student's about to be painted green and white right now. I'm just going to take a back seat. Sorry. Your time, Shezza, your time. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm, I'm an actress, personal trainer, and I teach pole Ooh. and twerk. Ooh. And, yeah, that's that's. Pretty much it, and I, I'm I'm a Ben's Panani womanist. Ooh. Oh, oh, oh! Please explain that because that I see that in your bio. I'm like, what? Wait, wait, wait a minute now. Wait, wait, what? For me, Ben's Panani womanism. Obviously, so I'm a womanist. I believe in black feminism. Like black women should be treated like human beings of worth. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, I really, really love Vibes Cartel. And, I mean, <laughs> Who don't love Vibes Cartel? Exactly. I mean, definitely keep him in jail. But I do love him. And I just oh, feel gosh, like... Oh, gosh, I just remembered he was in jail. Mm-hmm. See, oh, yeah. just releasing music. Yeah, releasing music, bars. but keep him there. Yeah, keep him there. And so I don't feel like those things should be separate mm. from each other. I can enjoy these lyrics that at times are problematic, but 
still at the same time love black women and love encouraging us to do and be better. Like me right now. Yeah. yeah. I'm an author. <laughs> I'm an author. Here we go. And a, what's it? A Ben's Panani. Womanist. A Ben's Panani. <laughs> Panani Womanist. I love that. I'm wait till I drop BPW. them lyrics like, like, do you know who I am? I'm a Ben's Panani Womanist. Yeah, Ben's Panani. When it comes on, I just stand up. I feel like that's my call. Right. Yeah. Really? Is that the song? I just hear the beat. I just hear the song drop and I'm like, well... Let's That's go. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies, stand back. <laughs> Watch the ride. Clear the floor. Clear the floor. No, now, obviously, you know, um, you're into your fitness, clearly. Yes. If you do pole and you do twerking classes yes. as well, you have a company called Twerk. Twerk works. Yes, that's yes. The, those are classes. Yeah. Okay, so those are two. I would say not extreme exercises, but you know mm. they have a bit of a stigma kind yeah. of hanging over them. So what I wanted to ask you is, what kind of have you had any issues kind of launching those two particular exercises? Um, just just to people mm. in general trying to get away from the stigma of them, and so that people can realize actually this is a really good way to work out. Yeah, I think people kind of come to me I think the best thing I could have possibly done is just made um, videos of my journey from the Mm. very first pole class I went to Mm. three years ago in February um, I documented everything so I was a personal trainer at that point just looking for something else to kind of spark my interest and I decided to just go to a class and I absolutely fell in love with it because I thought I was strong and then suddenly this piece of metal was asking me to do something that I wasn't used to and I grew so much and I think people following that journey and um, connecting with me in that way it kind of stopped them from thinking about the stigma Mm. or that's attached to it but maybe if I you know when people don't know me that's probably what they and think. just hear the title yeah, they do, yeah. Yeah, they just hear i've the heard that so. that pole is actually very difficult like it takes it's a lot of body strength like upper body strength as well yeah. i think people come to it and think oh i need body strength when i'm teaching them the most basic things mm. at first you don't need that much strength i mm. mean as long as you can stand upright and walk about and maybe lift yourself off and lift yourself up if you fall down that's about as much strength as you need in the beginning the Complex tasks come later on. Right. But then as you're doing each bit, you build strength. Right, right, so right. So it's it's just fantastic. And so many women that come to me, they leave feeling so confident. And that's the best part of it. To know that you can lift your own body weight. Who can chat to you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you want a 5p bag at Tesco and they want to argue with you, I can lift my own body weight better. Put that bag down. <laughs> so wow. what, what, what kind of um, racial mix do you have of people that come to your classes just out of interest? Luckily now... I'm getting a lot of black women. Right. But mm-hmm. then the you kind of then have to think about it. You don't want people to think it's a black studio. Mm. Right. Why? Did, it, like, did it start off the other way? When yeah. you say luckily now, did it start off? No, um, I think, no, I think it's always just kind of been that way, but okay. just very few. Right, right, right. Coming, whereas now there's a lot of black right, women okay. coming. They're booking pole uh, pole dance parties. They're booking twerk parties for their mm. friends, for their Ooh. family. And... It's so great to see black women just having fun, just mm. getting together and having fun. Yeah. Um, but then at the same time, I am aware that if people start knowing it as maybe a black studio, then certain endorsements and coverage, press coverage won't come mm. because who cares? Mm. Yeah, That's guess. the kind of vibe. Yeah. Okay. So obviously before you were doing poll, you said you, you know, did you qualify as a fitness instructor, personal trainer? Yeah. So I'd been a personal trainer for a few years before then. Mm -hmm. And that was, that was going great. 
loved having all my clients, but it just felt kind of empty. I just mm. wanted something for me, something else. Okay, all right. So it's so you've made this progression now. Mm. Uh, obviously, you know, you started this new business and with you know new businesses, there's always kind of new challenges yes. and stuff. What would you say is, has been the hardest challenge for you to kind of overcome and how did you deal with that? Um, I think the hardest challenge, I think it's the same challenge I face daily, being a black woman, not slapping someone, <laughs> just, just <laughs> not being an angry black woman. Yeah, yeah, just not landing someone a backhand because why did you think that statement was appropriate right mm. now? And it, 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 it where, 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 where are the in, when, where do you find the inappropriateness or just the microaggressions as we you know often yeah. talk, talk about, about them on this all show all the time? Where, yeah. where do you find them coming from in your day to day work? It's mostly um, non black pole dancers. Right. who get this kind of, they almost, they don't have a studio. Mm. They barely have a class of their own. Mm. But they will say things to me like, oh, well done, you you managed that and you haven't been polling for very long, have you? Mm. Just, yeah. <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't been polling for very long and yet here I am, Lady mm. Girl, here I am. Mm. So it's, it's those kind of things, people second guessing you um, and actually being quite shocked when they see just how pretty the studio looks, just how much thought and time went into how I wanted it designed. Right. Because I wanted it to be um, a situation where a person would come in and they'd instantly feel like a superstar. The glossy black floors, the lights, um, the changing room that has selfie spot written on the floor, things like that to just make people feel like, that yes, sounds really nice, I'm, actually. I'm cute today. I'm, mm. I'm cute. Yeah. And, and is that all part of it? Is that Was that part of your kind of rationale in choosing those particular classes like twerk and pole yeah. to sort of appeal to that that feminine part of of women but yeah. within exercise yeah definitely i i wanted to expose more women to strength um oftentimes women shy away from strength i have so many people that say to me oh i don't want to weight lift cuz i don't want to build muscle mm. i don't want to look like a man yeah. i'm always wanting to ask them so what do I look like exactly mm. because you know I have muscle but uh, through pole dance and through twerk they're able to actually start building this strength they're able to start building core strength and, and muscular definition um, in a way that they wouldn't instantly think oh that's weight yeah. when actually their body that they're carrying all the time that's the biggest weight yeah. Um, yeah. but at the same time they're building so much confidence and really self-love. For me, that's what it's about. I just want women to appreciate the bodies that they're in. It might be different from somebody else's, but you'll probably mm. find that there's something that you can do that's really great that probably someone else can't do. Um, yeah. Or if they can, you can do it together. And that's the best part of it, just discovering what you're capable of. Mm. On Ooh. Just on on another note, you know, you were talking about your studio and that's yeah. that's like amazing. So you have your own studio yes. and all the rest of it. Was that like a leap of faith, though, for you? Definitely. Definitely. And what made you confident that it was the right thing to do? Um, I don't know if it was confidence. I just think, you know, like earlier we mentioned about this angry black woman thing. <laughs> I was just angry and... And I just thought, this is enough. Like, this isn't, yeah. we can't keep doing this. We can't keep doing stuff for other people. I can't keep pre uh, creating content for other people that I'm not being given that credit for. Right, so is that what is what was happening yeah. in the run-up to... Yeah, so that was what was happening. And I just, it, I just happened to see one thing on TV that was because of my hard work. And I just thought, 
you know what, not doing this. I'm going to go and start my own classes and hire a studio and just teach there. But I could only teach twerk because not many studios provide poles. Right. Um, so I was teaching the classes and my uh, partner said to me, my fiance, he said, well, why don't we just get the money that we've got and open a studio? Mm. And I was like, ah, you're stupid. That's not, <laughs> that, We can't because where are we going to find somewhere? And then I just thought, well, let me just look around. And mm. it all just started with, what if I just Googled if there's a space available? Or what yeah. if I just maybe emailed them and asked if I could use this as a dance studio space? Right. And everything was a what if, what if. So I don't know if it was a case of confidence. I was just curious. Yeah. yeah. And I just followed it through often oh, i think nice, oftentimes that's, that's yeah, yeah that's definitely. a good way to do it yeah. so you're not I, I know okay there has to be like some planning in some yeah. ventures but mm. often when you've just got that naivete that kind yes. of curiosity plus then the desire to yes. just oh i want to do this sometimes that can that can roll as well yes. yeah. you know and that's uh, often takes maybe some of the stress and all the procrastination out of it because yeah. it's more just a let me just see though see. and then that bit works yeah. out then it's like oh let me just see this and bit though it was just like literally crumbs oh I'll, I'll just search um studio spaces in whatever area um okay i found some uh can i use it for a dance fitness space lots of people said no then one was like yeah well it was a yoga studio before so we mm. wouldn't really mind okay can i come and see it came to see it okay, well, I think I've got the money to actually pay for this. And obviously I did a crowdfund as well, mm. just to boost up. And um, the crowdfund, I wasn't really expecting to provide the money for the studio. What mm -hmm. I was really trying to do is raise the um, awareness that I was trying to get something off the ground. Right, right, and right. so with the funds that people did provide... What did it, you say in your your kind of crowdfunding spiel? What was <laughs> What did you actually say? I just said, I'm not good at asking for help. Mm -hmm. It's one of my, I'd say one of my flaws. I'm not good at saying when I need help, but mm. numerous people have talked to me about this. So I've set up this crowdfund. Um, people who follow me know that I've had so many challenges and obstacles along the way and I've tried <laughs> to overcome each one. Mm. And now I want to try and open a space of my own where people like me can express themselves and feel safe to explore their sensuality. Um, and at the same time, I want to tour, go to North America and try to teach twerk classes there. So right. please support my dream. And they did. And they did. Nice. That's fantastic. Yeah. Now, I wanted to ask you, this is probably one of the challenges that you came up against. Um, you were invited to the V&A Museum. Yes. I was scrolling through your Instagram page yes. and um, a couple of people left some really like, oh. unsavory comments on there. I mean, yes. um, can you tell the listeners why you were at the V&A and why you were invited and what the issue was that these people had with mm -hmm. you and how you dealt with that? Okay, so um, the VNA contacted me because Galdem, the magazine, they were doing um, a tape, um, a Friday late takeover at the Victoria and Albert Museum, and they said the VNA said to me that Galdem would really like me to be a part of it. They wanted me right. to showcase um, a twerk shop, to do two twerk shops, to kind of make people more aware of how um, black you know, black things, black culture is used in mainstream culture and some oftentimes not credited. Yeah, it's tough. Mm. Yeah, of course. So, um, of course, I agreed. I, w I said I'd love to. And I was really stunned because I couldn't remember ever really having a time when I spoke with Gadam. Mm. I can't remember that really happening. Yet these women were watching me from afar the same way I guess we all watch other women and think they're great. One day I'm going to do something with them. Mm. And they brought me in on um 
on this venture. And yeah, that's how I ended up at the VNA. I didn't expect it to be so wildly successful. I didn't expect that both of the workshops would be rammed, that people would have such a great time. And really the best part of that was that there were so many uh, non-black people in the audience, a lot of men in the audience as mm. well. And they felt like they learned from what I was saying that, you know, the bodies of black women throughout history have been a site for violence and colonization. And it's been perpetuated throughout the culture that we have now where black things are great, just not on black people. Right. Um, yeah. <laughs> and so I explained that to this audience and I was surprised to see that people were nodding people who I'd, I would have expected to, you know, to kind of be reluctant. Mm. They were open to it. And I've had a lot of great feedback since. Then I obviously saw that the VNA had posted a picture of the event saying that Kolechnikov is teaching this twerk shop. They were really surprised, really stunned by the reception. So obviously that's why they put it on their Instagram page. And the comments underneath were like, oh, Victoria and Albert would be disappointed in this. This is just disgusting. This is just absurd. Mm. Wow. And of course, it's the typical kind of people you would expect to say something like yeah, that yeah. who were making those kind of comments. And that's why the twerk shop needed to happen. So people like that would stop denigrating things solely because mm. it's not Eurocentric. Mm, mm. And that's part, part of the problem. People talk about, oh, well, you don't wear anything much when you're twerking or when you're doing pole dance. And I just want to know what suicidal person would wear full clothing <laughs> to, <laughs> to do something so rigorous. Yeah. Um, and that's also why I explained to the audience. But when we look at ballet, ballet is meant to give this idea of nudity. It's meant to give the illusion of nudity. That's why mm. everything is that colour. Yeah. No one's saying, oh, look at her skinning out on the stage doing her pirouettes. Mm. That's fine mm -mm. because it's something that... It's European. So, yeah, that it, there were a lot of factors, I think, that were involved in the comments that were left there. But it was such a monumental occasion for me to be in an, um, a space that historically we've been kept out of mm. and to be in a massive lecture theatre wearing little shorts and a crop top and people paying attention to what I was saying, not just how I looked. Yeah, so those, I guess, you know, those comments, would you say they were in the minority? Just definitely, kind of, yeah, definitely. That's great. So clearly what you're doing is actually working. You're kind yeah. of like expanding the minds of people who tend to think, oh, twerking is, you know, this ghettoized yes. form of dance and it's just over there and people shouldn't be doing it. Why yeah. is it in the V&A, blah, blah, blah. So clearly it's, it's working, working. Yeah. 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 So, you know, you said you were feeling angry before because you couldn't, you know, perhaps get what you were trying to yeah. say across to people and people, you know, getting the wrong idea. Yeah. But, you know, it's, it's happening. It's, it's happening. happening. Yeah. I love seeing things like that. I think it's amazing. <laughs> I just, I have this thing about, you know, um, I was watching um, Dinner Day yeah. today before I came here and um, there was this guy who was a bodybuilder mm. and the girl that chose him to go on a date, yeah. she she um, does pole dancing yeah. as well. So at the end of it, he was like saying, oh, you know, I don't think, I don't think we're right for each other and everything. We're not really getting on or anything like that. There were no sparks there or anything like that. And then he turned around and said, but you know, she's not really the kind of woman you would take home anyway because oh. she does pole, pole dance. And I thought, hang on a minute, oh. you're a bodybuilder, you stand on stage in your, in your little suit. Yeah. in your little pants like yeah. which he actually took out and oh. showed her and I just thought what is this thing that people have about I think it's all like respectability politics yes. as well that comes into play and just people's ideas are just really bizarre and I'm like yeah. Yeah. this we're not talking about stripping for yeah. you know for somebody's pleasure we're literally talking about 
a, a workout, something yeah. that's actually, if you see them girls going up and down, them they're, they're as strong as anything. Like, yeah. it, you know, it's just the new way of kind of doing things. And 10 years from now, there'll be another new thing yeah. as well. So I think I think what's important about that is that men tend to not all men, Mm -hmm. but a lot of men tend to have a problem with things that aren't done for their gaze. Yeah. Mm. So if she was on stage, maybe doing it for men, he would still say something Mm. probably demeaning. But at least it's understandable because you're doing it for men. Right. But when you're twerking in a room full of women or you're pole dancing and you're just surrounded by women and you're all just doing it together. Men don't like that because it's like, well, why, why, yeah, why aren't we involved? <laughs> you know, that's weird. Why do you all want to dance for each other? Mm. Well, we're not dancing for each other. We're dancing for ourselves. Mm. Um, doing pole <laughs> dance for ourselves. <laughs> we just so, all happen to be yeah, in the same yeah, room yeah. doing it. Yeah. Like, yeah. And there's such power in that. And I think that's ultimately when you tear everything down, mm-hmm. the real um, issue is a fear. It's a fear of women realising their power and really just enjoying their bodies and saying, I don't really care what you think. I'm going to just do this <laughs> just for me. Do it. Yeah. yeah. No, I love it. I love it. So, okay. So your brand's clearly taken off. What are your plans for the brand in the future? I know that you said yeah. you wanted to go to America. Yeah. Is there anything else here that you feel like you need to do before you go over there? Mm. Like what other plans do you have? In terms of um, the brand itself, I just, I guess I want it to reach a few more mainstream arenas mm-hmm. um, because that's when I think a people who are probably hesitant about attending classes now, if they saw it embraced um, in a more mainstream fashion in a way that's taught by me, they'd be more likely to come. And I think that would be great for them, really. I don't really have plans of, like, getting bigger or, you know, opening another... Well, I would like to open another studio, but I'd like to move this one to another um, to another right. place. Where but, is your studio at the moment? Clapton. Tell the people then. <laughs> Tell the people. <laughs> it's in Clapton, East London, but I would like it to maybe come a teeny bit more central. Yeah. 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 But yeah, other than that, that's it. And I want to maybe talk on the theories of it a lot more. I think people are often surprised when um, I went and did a radio interview um, a couple of, no, a few weeks ago and the presenter said to me, oh, I was really surprised about how in-depth that was I just expected you know it's twerk what could you really say and and I just thought so deep (laughs) (laughs) so I just thought that that was interesting that that even she perceived that what we would be speaking about would be of little significance tits and ass yeah Changing the games. Okay, so my I guess my final question to you would be, you know, what advice would you give to someone who's thinking of like setting up their own business, especially in in the fitness mm. industry, which is quite inundated with a lot of people, especially yeah. on social media. Like everybody's a personal trainer yeah. now. So you know, what advice would you would you give to anybody wanting to do that? Um, definitely be yourself and mm. don't rely on friends. Would be my main thing. Um, a lot of people think, oh, I'll go into this because maybe my friends, I'll be a personal trainer because my friends will let me train them or my friends will pay me to train them. And friends probably won't. Friends mm. are the first ones that will say, oh, so what about that discount? <laughs> so, so, so not relying on friends and just trusting wholeheartedly that you've got a business um, model that will work and other people will be attracted to you. And I think be yourself because people love to discover that someone isn't who they said they were yeah. and they will drag you down for for that once they discover that. So to be yourself at all times, people buy people, they don't buy products. 
So I don't think there are there are loads of pole dance classes, for instance, that are taking place around. There are loads of personal trainers around. Mm. There there are loads of things happening. I'm not doing anything dissimilar to probably what other people are doing on on the surface. Mm. But I think with the journey that I've had and a kind of way that I tend to phrase things when I talk about my daily um, adventures, that's what brings people because they like your personality. That. Yeah. yeah, they and feed into you. That's it, and that's you know if we're talking maybe about personal training personal it's the mm, personal part mm. they're coming to a person right um otherwise why don't we just get one of those apps one of those robots to to shout at us for for an hour mm, um yeah. so it's important to just always live your best self mm-hmm. i like that yeah, yeah. man definitely okay Love so it. where can people find you on social media and your studio and your classes and yeah. etc everything. <laughs> yeah. everything is on at kolechnikov k-e-l-e-c-h-n-e-k-o that's an interesting name. Someone was asking me about that. Like, where, where did you come up with the name? See, <laughs> so we know what your actual name name yeah. is, but then you've just extended it. Yeah. So uh, it's like the gun, Kalashnikov. Right. Uh, yeah. And wow. it pow, just, pow. <laughs> yeah, that's it. It came, it came about because someone was always like, you know, like you run your mouth a lot. Like, you just. So wait, wow. someone was reading you, right? And just throwing shade. And you just like, you know what? Like, that's tr- it kind of works. Like, I do do that. Yeah. In fact, that should be my name. Amazing. Yeah. That's, that's a good story. <laughs> that's that is a good story. story. It's, been, it's been a name that's been around for about seven years now. Yeah. Kolechnikov. Nice. Yeah. Okay, cool. All right, so we're going to move into our next segment, yes. which I'm, I'm sure you'll you'll enjoy. It's all yes, about, yes. you know, it's all about pop culture and everything mm-hmm. about and about the things that are currently happening. So I don't know if Cheryl, did you see the um, the Evening Standard and the picture that they posted of this? Um, oh yeah, saw this, it. This this feature. I know of, exactly um, what you're talking this about. This young lady who model. Yeah, who they had kind of dressed up. Dressed up, stylized like um, Solange's um, oh, album for oh. seat at the table. Mm-hmm. So people you know, I like, saw it, and that's exactly what came. Everyone to was mind. like, "So what is this?" And so I'm looking like for the little kind of creditation inspired, by. inspired by, and nothing. No, just they want to tell you about wave, just waves hair. are in, finger yeah. waves that don't. So obviously, the question is now. <laughs> comes up once again cultural appropriation yeah. so people were saying oh no anyone can have this style so you have yeah. that argument then you also have the other argument of where like you know once again this is something that we've created but yet people have an issue yeah. with yeah. you know crediting us for our work yeah. so again I want to what my question is really is it's about, it is about um, cultural appropriation what is it exactly mm. who would you say are the biggest culprits of it and like how do you differentiate <laughs> you between mean race. <laughs> you mean the race <laughs> I can't tell you one word. Word. how do you differentiate between <laughs> you know showing appreciation and act or you know just literally ripping it off I mean you know people the lines seem to be blurred for some people yeah I I think the lines are only blurred for people who need to go to Specsavers. Like the lines <laughs> are so clear. Appropriation yeah. is when you erase the originators of that thing. If you yeah. just come along with your dreadlocks or whatever <laughs> and just decide that, you know, I'm I went to Jamaica that one time and I really felt Bob Marley, that one song that I I I, I won't talk about these other songs. I just focus on this one song, so I have my dreadlocks and I smoke and that's the end. Like that's appropriation to me because you've totally taken something and ripped it of any nuance mm. and said that this is all it's going to be because that's what I want to consume from it. It's about consumption as well, hyper-consumption. Mm. But um, appreciation 
you it's visibility. You always put the people you are, um, you know, you're appreciating at the forefront. Like, mm. wow, this person did that. That's so cool. I look at that person. I'm trying to be like this person. It's yeah. always directed back to who inspired you. I think that's a good, uh, I think that's a, a good determining thing mm. yeah. about seeing whether it's, and I haven't articulated it myself. Yeah. I'm literally going from what you're saying, whether it's appreciation or appropriation, yeah. that reference back, yeah. or uh, like expressing that reference yes. back. So for instance, with the picture, mm. if you had said, you know, in some way yeah. you can write good copy about it, like mm. based on we loved Solange's new right. seat at the table album and her hair inspired. And so, you know, it's really brought back waves. But you're just like finger waves are back. <laughs> <laughs> Look at this amazing um, braided hairstyle that Kylie Bo- Jenner, you know, started. Braids. And it's just like, Boxer braids. girl, are you like what? And I think I think as black women, we get annoyed because these are styles that we've been wearing for centuries. Yes. And no one weren't rating yeah. it. <laughs> <laughs> when we were wearing it, everyone's like, ugh. But what like you, you said earlier yeah. on, it's like, it's cool to be black. You just can't be, be black. on a black person. <laughs> yeah. It's just really bizarre to yeah. me. So, you know, these little jabs and digs and things and everything, you know, other people who are non-black might look at us and think, oh, you've been really petty and really silly. But it's like, when it's been going on for so long and it's yeah. so obvious, it, it's not silly because yeah. it just eats into who we are as people. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. the thing is, the, the thing is, I think I think somebody had said it on, I think it was, uh, I can't remember his name, SBTV. Jamal Edwards? Yeah, yeah, he said it on Black is the New Black. Mm-hmm. So the final episode, which I thought was amazing. So mm-hmm. once again, congratulations to all involved in that. Um, he said, you know, we are the tastemakers. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, he's, and he said it and he didn't say it from an angle mm. he didn't say it apologetically he didn't even say it boastfully mm. I, I, yeah. it impacted me in just the way he said it yeah. because it's the absolute truth yes mm-hmm. it's the it's the tr- and it's been the truth as yeah. well like we've in in terms of popular culture and even in terms of things outside of what we would now call pop culture yeah, yeah. you yeah. know yeah. in certain in in very many other areas in terms of maths in terms of science Look in terms of everything Geography. art everything yeah. mm-hmm. we have been the tastemakers mm. and there's no where is that said yeah it's such a known fact. We know it. Right. They know it because they've been ripping it yeah. off. But where is it actually just mentioned? Footnotes. Do you know what's funny about that? I just always find it's it's interesting what we get credited for and not credited yeah. for. If it's mm. a negative, things, as I say to you, I've said this to you so many times, Shazar, that term black on black crime blows oh, me off head. to no yeah. end. Because yeah. I'm like, you're happy to associate our blackness with violence and yeah. anything mm. negative. But the minute we start talking about something positive or something that everybody else who is non-black wants to be involved in, yeah. all of a sudden, oh no, you've got to share. Yeah. Oh no, it's not just for you. Oh no, it's this. Oh no, it's that. Oh no. And I'm like, historically, we've always in- included yes. other races yes. in yeah. our things. Yeah. That's not the issue. The issue is the fact that you don't want to acknowledge the fact that this is this came from us. Right. There is no other group of people on this planet that have had had the experiences that we have. And mm. the way that we kind of, you know, kind of get through those experiences are through a lot of our creative um, yeah. things that we do. Music is probably one of the biggest ones that and there is. Examples, and if you trace yeah. those pebbles back to way back when, 
if you look at all the genres of music that, that we've created, country. everything yeah. from country to soul yeah. to funk to jazz. soca to jazz to reggae to everything, it all goes back to us as people. I'm going to go out on a limb and even an say issue? classical. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, but but, but we had it, yeah, Beethoven, again, mixed race, they don't want to mention that. Mm. It's like, shh, shh, shh. Let's yeah. not talk about that. Mm. But if Beethoven was some teeth down the road, <laughs> we'd hear about it all day. So I'm like, what is your issue with saying, that's theirs, let's just give them that. Yeah. Yeah. But you want to give us crime all day, every day. All day. When the amount of, you know, the, the, the majority of knife crime is committed where? Flipping Glasgow. How right. much black people up there? <laughs> okay then. Right. But we won't talk about but that. But it's black on black right. violence. It's irritating. There's yeah. another argument to this as well. I mean, you know, you get people saying, oh, um, you know, black people, they culturally appropriate as well. I think somebody was talking about um, fat jerk. Yeah, we things like weave. That's um, cultural appropriation. Yeah, things like bleaching your skin. And I'm like, is that cultural appropriation or is that assimilation? Because you seem to forget exactly. about the fact that we've been told for centuries that how we look mm. and how we are as beings is not good enough. Yes. So we've mm. done things to ourselves in order to assimilate so that we can survive the bullshit that we're living in. Yeah. You. you don't have to take from us and because it's a survival thing you just take it because you can because you want yeah. to because you want to consume it and because right. you want to commercialise it and make profit of it that. the fashion designer said that didn't he when he had like models with dread Mark uh, Jacobs with, with Mark, Mark Jacobs yeah. yeah yeah and he said he said um, oh yeah well you guys wear weave and we don't uh, have an issue and, and I just thought that that was so ignorant of him to say yeah. that I just thought wow like you really don't know and then to backtrack but they always never really apologise mm. they just kind of backtrack and go well it was said and the sun is out today let's, <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's just move on. on yeah let's not yeah it's like if you don't know what you're talking about just, just shut it. up just shut it. up because yeah. you're just digging yourself into a deep hole and all it lets me know is that you've had these thoughts forever right, forever. right? Forever. I guess like, yeah. I guess that's that's the benefit of all this kind of like social and immediate media you really do hear things from the horse's mouth and yeah. you know which horses you check for. <laughs> but it's so sad the number of people I've just had to cancel from life because, because they have some really outlandish, like really problematic views and you're like, a whole mm. you, a big, big you at your age, this is what you're saying grown, in public. <laughs> and they're saying it to you, you're looking at them like, you're I'm, wrong. I'm, I'm the wrong person, please, not today. I, wow. I can't. I was having a good day. And I'm it's really just disappointing. <laughs> it's disappointing. <laughs> But there we go. So those are our thoughts on um, cultural appropriation. So Evening Standard, you need to do better, man. Come Definitely. on. Come on. So let's move on to other news. I mean, all this week, or every day I've gone into work and at my workplace, we have it on the BBC News. So it means it's repeating the same thing again and again and again. So can you imagine every day going in and seeing that another grown man who was a child was molested by oh. some dirty old nasty stinking not just somebody yeah and i just my, my heart is just oh i feel i actually felt exhausted by thursday yeah because literally yeah. every day there was a new person coming out and mm. what i'm talking about is um former footballers and current some current footballers yeah. Yeah. have come out to say that you know some of the the um coaches yeah. that some of these major premiership um football clubs had um basically molesting yeah. um, a lot of the boys that went there. So I think in total about 350 people have come forward Ooh. and it's still climbing to say that, you know, this happened. That, that, this would, that this happened. So this is probably one of the biggest cases since the Jimmy Savile yeah. um, assaults. So I guess, again, because it's so huge, I'm just thinking, OK, where are we going to go with this? Because 
you know, there was a big furore about Jimmy Savile. Yeah. I don't feel like anything was kind of done after that. Yeah. It was just reported and like, oh my God, this is terrible. This is awful, blah, yeah. blah, blah. And I'm sure it went higher up than Jimmy. I'm yeah. sure a lot of people knew about that. You yeah. know, the BBC was in, hello, BBC. The BBC <laughs> was in a lot of trouble. And now it seems like another massive organisation once again are in trouble yeah. as well. But then, you know, it's, it's football. Mm. It's a national sport. You know, what, Again, what is going to happen? I don't feel like anything's going to happen. Like, this is a treasured game in this country. Yeah. I just feel like, you know, they'll be like, okay, let's, you know, give these people a little platform and then just let it go exactly. under the carpet and then that'll be it. I just I just think, like, with masculinity, mm. it's not something that they'll let. They'll, they won't let it get bigger. You know, lots of women came forward regarding the Jimmy Savile thing and what was done, nothing. And everyone should rush to protect femininity, ideally, especially white femininity. These mm. women were coming forward saying that this had happened. Nothing was done. So with men now, I don't, I don't see what could possibly be done because to address it would be to address the very violent, very insidious nature of patriarchy. Right. Specifically white supremacists, patriarchal um, patriarchal society they're not going to be able to say oh yeah well you know we did this to all of these um, all of these men when they were boys and we still pushed them through the system to represent their country and be proud of their country whilst they're being abused in that way mm. it's going to be something that's brushed on the carpet um, under the carpet is brushed under the carpet within the church you know, the Catholic Church, um, it's brushed under the carpet within the movie industry, sports industry. Everything is just we don't talk about the abuse that we put mm. these children through. And it's really, really sad. As someone who suffered um, sexual abuse when I was a child, it really angers me when I see that people don't really seem to care about what that does to a person. Um, I've seen people who have the same um path as me you know something happened to them when they were around the age of seven ish mm. and where they are now and we're in completely different places mentally and in terms of life um Why you do know you think that is? i just think that there was always this even at the time that it uh it was happening with me there was always this desire within myself that i will be better i don't know how i'm going to be better mm. but i will be better and i guess some people don't Mm. get that they it breaks them mm. um and a lot of a lot of the footballers that have come out you see i i the stuff that that you guys had said before about whether anything's going to be done about it mm. I, I i don't know if it's naively but i happen to disagree i think mm. something I, th I think something will be done yeah. about it or i i live in hope mm. yeah. that this yeah. is the beginnings of something to being done i about hope it. so yeah. i mean you know me definitely. i'm just like because Let i think go again the but Savile, yeah jimmy savile thing it was difficult because no, it wasn't difficult. It would have been easy to tackle yeah. it. But the mindset wasn't geared in that way. Yeah. So nobody wanted to tackle it. But I think um, culturally, maybe, societally, we're, we're perhaps... Joe Public is mm. in a different place. Okay. Joe Public ain't yeah. having it. The power I think we're little, probably a little bit more savvy now because if you think about the times of the, the 80s and the 70s, yeah. as far as they were that back then... Them things just didn't happen. Open, yeah. So can you imagine a child coming forward and saying this guy or this yeah. this woman, you know, touched me inappropriately? Like, what are you talking about? Now I think people are a lot more yeah. aware that this happens and we need to take it seriously. Definitely, so yeah. maybe, yeah, maybe. I, think, I, I hope think so. Also, definitely. I think also again when I say that we're in a different place societally, if that is a word, it's that it wasn't just that people wouldn't believe that it would happen, but mm. back then children 
were to be seen and not heard. Yeah. Yeah. So who were you going to go and speak to? Yeah, That's what a lot of people complain of. And with these, some of these footballers, one in particular that was saying that he was um, abused, I think it was by the same Benel guy whose name yeah. is been ringing. Yeah, Barry Benel, I think his name yeah, is, yeah. Was, was saying that their parents entrusted him into this guy's care yeah. because mm. he was supposed to be the one who could make or break his football career. Yeah. And so there was also maybe that, um, it's, I, I won't even say it's carelessness, but just on the part of the parents not really thinking that. Because mm. I, I know that when I'm a parent now, because of this yeah. this <clears throat> stuff that's out there and it's in the news, and to a certain extent because of my job, mm. I'm not going to be that go, go to swimming yeah, classes yeah, and yeah, yeah. Mm. every week you're just having <laughs> an adolescent. <laughs> Some random. <laughs> the man was mm. staying over at one of the boys' house. Yeah, yeah. Some of the abuse took place in a bedroom next door to his parents' bedroom. Mm -mm. Such was the parents' trust mm. that they could have him in the same... I so hope I, to God that that that's changed. I've got a question then, mm. because these cho uh, these men now obviously have come forward and they said that you know this happened and we believe them. Mm. Why is it different when it's children who used to talk about Michael Jackson? Very I true. don't know, yeah. but you know, you know, I I I didn't when when I don't know is mm. my answer to that. Mm. When you had. I think it's the difficulty with Michael Jackson is because he is and was a legend. Mm. Mm. So I think it's the heights of his stardom mm -hmm. that makes it difficult for anyone to see any bad in, mm. in them. And that's why a lot of celebrities get can get this. away yeah. with doing yeah. things. Yeah, Whereas this chap wasn't. Mm -hmm. And so he didn't necessarily have the the trappings of stardom that yeah. that meant that people hadn't seen things because now it's coming out yeah. that people did see things yeah, yeah, people yeah. heard things he used to get in the showers with oh. young boys that had just been out playing football you ain't even played mm -hmm. <laughs> wow you're getting you as and a grown man shower. you're getting in the shower naked with them mm -mm. team spirit do you see team what spirit. i mean but yeah. you know what i thought you were going to say which is i think um is another interesting point is that when this was happening with the Jimmy mm. Savile thing, some of the underlying commentary mm. around the women coming forward was how come it took them so long? Mm. Oh, mm. yep. But with, I, I've not heard, mm. in fact, in all the commentary, and I've been mm. tuned into it, in all the commentary around this growing story and this mm. growing scandal, I haven't heard anybody even suggest or wonder or query why it took these in fact there yeah. appears to be that understanding if you yeah. read if you if you listen to the words being used yeah. in some of the media reports especially the written ones they talk about how these men battled with oh, their demons yeah. for years yeah. And they battled with the memories of the abuse and it led to this and it led to that. Yeah. And they talk about many of them falling into maybe drinking drugs after yeah. playing or many of them, it broke their spirit so they couldn't play. Mm. But I didn't, I, that's what I didn't see with the women. I didn't see the stories about the humanity, men, really. right? Yeah. Yeah, Many it, yeah. of the women coming forward who had been broken, yeah. and you could, you, you, if you delved it in, in, a bit into their social and yeah. personal lives, you would see things that 
to a trained eye, you would recognize yeah. uh, because they, they something had happened to mm. them in their mm. backgrounds. And I haven't seen that. But also it's the idea, I guess, that women... Well, you invite it, don't you, mm. by by wearing that and and you said and, this and, and, and you said yeah. this and you kind of leaned over and you smiled that one time that I made that dead joke. Mm. So, you, of course, you invited that mm. to happen to you. It's like mm. women are property, whereas men, it's like how could they possibly have asked for that from another man? Mm. It does have elements, I guess, of homophobia. Like, how dare another man do that to a man? Mm. But we do that to women all the time. Mm. Yeah, and yeah. The women invited it. Because the uproar about um, the the darts player Eric Bristow's comments oh, about oh you know those people that were abused are not real men because oh. they should have got to a certain age and gone back and basically beat him up because that's how you deal with things in life and that's know? that's that's <laughs> you know what the but thing is that shows is where complete, his mindset yeah, is yeah. I mean he's re- he's a he's a he's a relic anyway yeah, yeah look at you know he was famous in the eighties as well so he probably had the same mindset, mindset as people yeah. back then like mm. them things didn't happen it's mm. just. No. But it's also a complete misapprehension or misunderstanding of the effects mm. of abuse. Mm. You know, that you you don't suddenly get to 18 or get to 21 and yeah. suddenly it's just a, regain some kind I, of confidence. Um, yeah, when I watched the guys being interviewed, like they looked like these are 40, 40, you know, 40, mm. 45 year old look like little boys, like sitting there as they're reliving it and yeah. literally telling the story. You know, when you're quite hunched over and everything. And I'm like, these are grown men, but they look like kids to me. Yeah. And I just thought if you watching it can't see that amount of pain and like you, you can't see that that's what they went through, then something is wrong with you. Like mm. you've got to be missing something, something, something can't be right. Yeah. So like who's to, like should the FA take any responsibility responsibility in this well they may they may have to as the overarching body because apparently it's already coming out that at i think it was at chelsea football club people are a person or people had been paid to keep quiet and oh yeah fifty thousand pounds yeah so but it's it's going to be difficult because then there's questions of do that you know i don't know the setup so that i don't know how much um, monitoring the FA does of each particular club, club in mm. terms of when they have children coming through their academies and their training schools, you know, monitoring the care that's been put into them. So, you know, one doesn't know if if anyone can lay it at the door of the FA or if it's going to be kind of at that club level mm. that, you know, that's where we're really going to find that the rot was. I guess it depends on how deep they go with this investigation yeah. Yeah. and what they find. Um, but yeah, we've got to move on from this. We could talk about this for ages. Mm. So we're going to move on to our next segment, which is called What I Learned This Week. Okay. So basically, we just like have a little reflective time mm. of things that kind of happened in the week to us that made yeah. us think, oh, little light bulb moment there. Could be a positive thing, could be a negative thing, but whatever. It's always a learning curve. So I'm mm. going to put it out to you. Yes. Was there anything that happened in the week that you thought, you know what, I learned this about myself. I just learned this in general. Um, what did I learn this week? I, f- mm. <laughs> I learned this week that I'm not very great at yoga. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like when you just feel like you're a don. Like what you, like yoga did abs- you do? So I've been doing um, Bikram for a while. So yeah. that that's going swimmingly well. But, you know, um, those who haven't done it, you do the same 26 poses mm. plus the two breathing exercises at the end. Um, 
So I've been doing that for a while and I was feeling like I'm some kind of G, like I've, <laughs> I've really got this. Like <laughs> this, this is great. And then I went to go and try power flow and I almost What's lost power my... flow? Power flow yoga is just a lot of movement, a lot of strength um, uh, movement. So you're holding positions for quite a while um, right. in a contracted phase. So your mm. arms are usually bent. You've got to stay there. You push back up. You come round. You swing up. Oh, my God. It oh, was just... that. Power flow sounds yeah. all right. <laughs> <laughs> and I did... It was um, hot. It was hot. Yeah, I can't, I can't so, do hot yoga. So I don't know who asked me, who spoke to me in my sleep that told me that I should get up and go, not just to go and do power flow and learn first, but to go and do hot <laughs> Straight in the deep My ends. life was about to be left on that mat. I didn't know what was going on. <laughs> it was just a lot, but it was humbling. It was humbling to find myself in a situation where I did not have a clue what I was doing. Mm. Um, I was like, wow, so... I'm really not great at this, mm. but that's okay. Mm. Like that's okay. I can I can work on it. You you said the you said something similar in, um, about pole. You yeah. were like this is this metal pole, and I need to like defeat yeah. this thing. Yeah. So maybe this is your new. This might need to yeah. defeat <laughs> this thing right here. Next year I'll just yeah. be balancing on my head top. <laughs> okay, so there we go. New goals. New goals. Sheza, did you learn anything this week? I did. You know what did you learn, babe? I learned oh, that. Please don't say I'm an author. <laughs> 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 you, you nearly <laughs> got me back into oh, that mood. No. Apart from learning that I'm an author, um, <laughs> I learned that um, Costa coffees, mm. chai lattes, wipe the actual floor. Do you know what? With when Starbucks. I in, wait, when I was chai in South lattes. Africa, India I was with a friend of ours called mm. India. Everywhere we went, have a chai latte chai latte. Why, why do you keep asking for that because she's like oh Starbucks sell it same thing she was like it's amazing I yeah but Starbucks this. don't try the Starbucks one because I wanted try the Costa Coffees All one because right, okay. I thought to myself <laughs> and let me just say they're so good yeah that I don't mind the bubble guts I get afterwards because <laughs> you know I'm not good at milk <laughs> so I, I, um, there's a Starbucks behind the court in Portsmouth. Yeah. So I've been doing like a morning Starbucks run. Just for me, mind you. <laughs> no slavery around here. So I've been like, yeah, guys, I need to go to Starbucks. And then I, I went, when I got there, I was like, because you know, Starbucks is just gluttony for me. Yeah. I don't, caffeine doesn't agree with me. Mm. All this milky business, like, gives me a stomachache after a while oh, but I just God. needed something you know it was hard going so I needed something to pet me up so I was saying look I, just, I don't want really coffee mm, like mm, what's all this other stuff <laughs> kind of thing and then so she was like oh I'll have a chai latte and I remember um someone else had introduced me to it and I'd had it once before and I was like yeah yeah, yeah I'll have that so I had it and yeah it was it's nice I like I like the kind of spicy kind of mm. undertony flavor of it and, and and it was nice so I kept going to Starbucks to get it so then there was a day we we're coming out of the train station me and two other counsel in the case and there's a Costa right outside the station and so uh, one of the barristers were like oh do you want a coffee and then so one was like nah and I was like nah man free coffee yeah <laughs> I mean, I won't have to do my Starbucks run. So I said, okay, yeah, I do. Um, so I went in and I was like, you know, it's Costa, like, Costa to me. Because mm. I get so caught up with names. This is the thing I need to learn. Branding <laughs> yeah. Yeah. works with me. Because I've already put Starbucks as some kind of top pegging. Mm. I don't know how. 
I don't know why. I think it's, it's because everywhere. It's everywhere they're, they're yeah. advertising they are absolutely ubiquitous. Yeah. And also because I think they were the first kind of maybe coffee, sh- mainstream coffee shop that I was aware of. Mm. So they just took that pegging. Okay. Whereas, I don't know, Costa, Nero, whatever <laughs> those places are, could be better. Mm. So, went into Costa and I was like, okay, I'll have a chai latte. All right. So then I had a chai latte from there. I was like, what is this goodness? <laughs> myself nah man that was just some heavy-handed barista she probably just made it wrong but it was so right so I thought when I get to Costa in London I'm gonna try that so there's one at Waterloo I know this is so long just about chai lattes but there's one at Waterloo and I went there and I said right (laughs) I didn't say right I was just like look (laughs) no I was like can I have a chai latte had it Mm -hmm. bad lovely delicious Deliciosi. And then, and then for competition's sake, and just to check and make sure I was not being, you know, biased by it all, I went to Starbucks again and asked for a chai latte. Wow! Did you do weak sauce? No, 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 no. These are so. This is I've been in Portsmouth for two weeks. So this is um, going to various coffee shops around London and Portsmouth. So I went weak. I said to myself, Starbucks, you've let me down. Your mozzarella and tomato paninis (laughs) might be better than Costa's mozzarella and tomato paninis Mm because you've got the Mm -hmm. red pesto. But your chai latte is weak sauce. And so I learned this week that you can't just get caught. If I extrapolate from that, you can't just get caught up with the brand that you think is the best and think it's going to be the best for everything. Mm, you still yeah. got to shop around, boo. Mm, yeah. Mm. So that's, no, seriously, it was like a big lesson. I was like, yo, it's <laughs> what this is going on with. Please, your chest is too high, your eyes are too red, yeah? <laughs> Keep your eyes off the coffee. You know what it is? I, think it, I think it was. And off my man. <laughs> I think it was a racism because you know Starbucks is green and white. I automatically oh, blocked oh, there. I blocked there. Do they have Starbucks in um, Nigeria? <laughs> no, oh. no, no. It's just the green and white logo. Oh, they have like, coffee. Oh, they don't. Maybe in you fact, need to start. Maybe. Maybe. Guys! <laughs> I'm telling you, there's a lot of Nigerians and people that coffee. Yeah. I'm telling you. All right, so La, what did you learn this week? Do you know, I learned two things this week. So let me start with the first thing. Okay. You see this word support? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It means a lot of different things to a lot of different people. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, okay, I sent um, a tweet the other day that I find it interesting that people who'd love to shout about support me, support me, support Mm. me, Mm. I tend to find don't actually support you Mm. in your efforts. So when you're asking them, you know, could you help me with this or Mm. would you mind doing this? And then, you know, they're like, well, I can't really because or whatever reason. Mm -hmm. And my thing is like, if I ask someone to do something, I know that there's no guarantee they're going to say yes. I'm I'm not that person who's like, you should because blah, blah, blah. However, when it's like, you're always asking me to do things and I've never turned around and told you no. Mm. In fact, I've been quite like, you know, forthcoming and like, yeah, sure, no problem. And then you keep, Support, 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 support. Mm. And then I asked you for support, but yet that support isn't, you know. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. exactly. Then things really irritate me. So you know what I'm going to do? 2017 is coming, Shazam. I'm telling you, you are so going to see a different side of me. Like I'm tired of like, 
you know, putting myself out there for people. And I think because I'm such a fan of people trying to build themselves and doing stuff. There's times when I've posted things on my Instagram, got nothing to do. I don't even know this person, Mm. but I just like what this person is doing. And I just reach out to people, blah, blah, blah. And I'm a big fan of like people networking and coming together, especially in the UK, because we are too small to be like, oh no, I don't want to be affiliating myself. No, if you do things together, you get pushed forward more, especially if you're a person of colour. Yes. Yeah. This pool is not very big. So if you think you can survive that on your own, then yeah. we're good for yeah. you, as far as I'm concerned. However, I just feel like if you're that person that thinks, you know, it's okay for me to just be asking favours left, right and centre, but you don't think it's okay to support the people that have helped you mm. in some way, then please don't come to me because you're going to see a different side of me. Definitely. I'm going to be like, actually, I'm really sorry but, you know, all them times where you're like, help me, help me, help me. And I ask you to do yeah. one little thing you can do. Don't ask me for anything ever yeah. again. Yeah. yeah. Can yeah. I and even just it. tell you a really quick, quick, funny story? Because it's about this podcast. Mm. So obviously we do this podcast and, you know, I know the friends that listen. I know the friends that don't listen. Mm. Um, and so, you know, the first time we came here yeah, yeah, yeah. with these microphones. Oh, right. oh. So remember, oh. like, I social media it, right? <laughs> yeah. So that we're recording here. Right. Straight away, some dude who's never liked a post that we've posted about the show, mm. who's never reposted or regrammed, who's never said, I've, who's never put it on anywhere, mm. sent me a message on Instagram, but because I don't follow them on Instagram, it's like one of those ones that you have to yeah. accept. Yeah. So I've seen it. I it doesn't even it's not it didn't it didn't even start with hello. Yeah. <laughs> it started with oh, uh, let me even go to it. Prom- I think it just said straight out promote my show on your You're show. Very mad. Really? You're very oh, okay. mad. Yeah. Sentence. Mm. Full stop. Mm. Something's wrong. You've me. never, but because you saw branding. Mm. Because you saw BBC, you're now sending me messages to start. You've never once even Mm. said, girlfriend, I listened to your, let me just read. Because you know me, Mm. you know, you know me. But because of that, so that's when I just, you know what, I just thought people are... <laughs> Honestly, I'm going to be moving so differently here. in 2017. And it's funny because when I posted that on my Instagram page, that little mm. tweet, the amount of likes that I had yeah. for it, which just lets me know that we need to do better in terms of supporting other, each other. We shouldn't yeah. be having this thing where, yeah, I've experienced that as well yeah. from many people. It was just like, 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 like. And it's too, and I'm just like, look... Um, you probably won't know this, but like a couple of years ago, I did a show called On Bloggers Delight. It made no money. Mm. I just wanted to create a platform where people like us can actually sit down and just yeah. talk. And I was going through like really old footage of uh, of the, the show and everything. So it's like on SoundCloud and there's pictures mm. and stuff like that. And I was looking at it and I was thinking, oh my God, I've had a lot of people come through yeah. and I literally was just like wow and at the time when I was doing it again I wasn't doing it to gain anything yeah. I wasn't doing it to to get money it didn't make any money yeah. I literally just wanted people to come and just talk and have a good time yeah. and people did and it you know it went on for a, a good minute and I just thought to myself this is this is what I mean when I say support like yeah. this was a, an event that people could have come come to mm. literally speak and say what they have to say, talk about their experiences and what have you, bust a couple of jokes yeah. and network with each other. You are all creative individuals. Yeah. Network with each other. You don't know. You guys could come together and do something amazing in the future. And that was literally what my what my plan was. So for me, like I said, that's the kind of mindset I come from. So when I get 
shit like that, it pisses me off to no end. Yeah. And I'm like, you don't ask me anything no more. Yeah. Mm. Seriously. It's the same with the crowdfund, um, you know, people who said, go and start a crowdfund, go and start a crowdfund. When the crowdfund was up, mm. they didn't donate mm. at all. But they're the same people now who are messaging me, oh, because what, I was in the Daily Star and then BBC News and um, someone even told me <laughs> Sky They News. know your number yeah, now. Them yeah, brands suddenly, and them labels. Yeah, suddenly it's like, oh, Kalechi, well done. Oh, I'm so proud of you. And you, there's... I feel irrationally angry at them. Like, mm. don't message me. It's like, don't I chat see to me. You. Like, <laughs> but every day I was reposting saying, people donate, people donate. You, you were closing your eyes there. Ray Charles in it. <laughs> Ray Charles in it. I like that. Yeah. Hashtag Ray Charles in it. Miss me with the bullshit because Simple. I see you. So you're all cancelled. Yeah. That's it. No, honestly, but seriously, people, if you're going to support, really support. Just yeah, don't be like half stepping it. So that's one thing I learned. The second thing I learned is, Issa Rae, you are a genius because Insecure yes. is my show and yes. I am on Team Lawrence's side oh all day, every day. I'm sorry. Oh I have to be. She messed it up. No. She did. She, she messed it up. What happened? She I, was so, like, she was getting me angry and angry as I'm watching each episode and I could just see what was going to happen. They were separate incidents, okay? <laughs> now... Let me just say, without giving you my feelings or giving any spoiler alerts, what Issa did was completely separate. She did that. You can give spoilers. If you ain't watched it, that's your business. That's That's your business. (laughs) Oh, no, actually, because we've all probably watched the heads. Is it finished on TV? It's done now. Okay, because I watched it. Remember, I watched it online because I didn't realise it was on. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So you watched all of it? I've watched all of it. Okay, cool. Don't worry about it. Sorry, darling. I was trying to look out. Just just making sure. Because I don't want to get mean tweets. (laughs) You spoiled it. But yeah, like Issa cheated, but that was separate to Lawrence being... You know, it's not about Lawrence, basically. Like, Issa did that Mm -hmm. and she was crappy for doing that, full stop, while being in a relationship. But at the same time, we're talking about Lawrence, who has been getting himself together for about four years. We're Mm -hmm. talking about Lawrence, who on her birthday (laughs) didn't even remember. I'm sorry, were I to be Issa, it would have been that night. Mark my words. (laughs) Mark my words. As much as I do not condone cheating, Mm. that it would have been, I'd be like, oh, okay then, watch me. Watch this vagina. <laughs> Watch this Ben's vagina. Exactly. So uh, there was, there's so much that she had to do that right. she had to be the rock for that relationship. And even when he then got that job, he's talking about maybe I should say no and carry on working on my app. I was thinking, did someone curse you in your village? Like, how are you going to, how, how are you going to have this job mm-hmm. and want to turn it down? But in terms of the writing, Everything like although I say that about Lawrence, I was still in my feelings. Like I Mm. felt for him, and then that Best Buy T-shirt with Kamal playing, I did it just for you. (laughs) I just thought, oh, Issa, what have you done? It was just I think what irritated me about Issa's character, you know, the the guy that she slept with. Oh, Daniel. The way he was, he's beautiful, (laughs) but the way he was just hanging around, I was like, why are you entertaining this man? Like he had nothing to offer her. She she messed it up. Yeah, from from the day he messaged and said, happy birthday, I miss you. Mm. Don't reply. She just always Mm. had him in her head as Mm. that guy. And I'm like, I can see where this is going to end up. You're going to end up how you've ended up, basically. And I just thought, you know what? I can't even feel sympathy for you because... 
a man is a man. And like yeah. I say this all the time, mm. a whole is a whole to them. Yeah. If you mess up, we, we don't have the privilege of kind of messing up the one time. No, and, no women don't get you know, that. We don't yeah. get that yeah. privilege at all. So I knew where this was going to go. And I just knew. Yeah. Once you are finished, the nearest hole that he's going to find. Tasha. And he did. Tasha, sorry, Tasha. Yeah, you know. Ready. She was ready there. Face down, ass up, toes uh, to the literally. sky. And that was it. Literally. Telling you. <laughs> telling <laughs> you. Absolute description. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, know. I, I was, was not that. expecting that at all. His chest looked really defined then. And all the other scenes, I just thought, your body's not saying a lot. That scene is like he really came into his own. I like, think, yes. I think that's why I was shocked. Because, like... We saw you naked in we a previous saw you. episode. <laughs> it and it wasn't like that. Like that. And you were now you're glistening. Wow. You so glistening. that's me season two. I expect him to be proper he like better. buff. You Whereas know? Daniel, Daniel, everything was set good like the ice in the freezer. Like yeah. he was. <laughs> I didn't like his teeth. I didn't like the way his teeth <laughs> were very, set. Very um, rabbity. I think yeah. when I was like, oh, Daniel, when um, she was um, having an imaginary conversation with him I in the bathroom it. and he was like, in the mirror, yeah. but all like chest off and yeah. oiled up and everything. I was like, oh, well done. <laughs> and I thought, I thought, I thought the bum exposure whilst he was giving her the stroke yeah. was uh, very good. I appreciate that. I appreciate that. Appreciate that. We deserve. I actually thought cheap. these sex scenes. Oh my goodness! I'm like. This is on HBO. It's like Games of Thrones. Is that on HBO yeah. as well? So I just feel like it's Issa trying to compete with these. Oh, well, you have to, to like... give them a bit. It's an um, girls with Lena Dunham. Yeah, Lena I've Dunham. never, I've never watched that show. She's constantly not wearing clothes. Not. Really, like constant sex mm. scenes. So okay. yeah, it seems still like that's. Watch it. I think that, that's a prerequisite. Like you You've must show naked. some porn. There you go. <laughs> Sign on that dotted line. <laughs> that's it. So yeah, so I just learned how how amazing Issa Rae is. Fantastic. Just every. Thing that she's done is has been brilliant from you know her fame from YouTube yeah. to now and I'm, I'm loving seeing this I'll, I'm excited about season two of Insecure I'm, sure. I'm, I'm already ex- yeah for real yeah, yeah. For I'm, real. I'm excited excited so okay. cool yeah. so let's do the last segment because we gotta wrap this up this is our segment called Shady Corner versus You Are The Light mm-hmm. so basically every week what we like to do is talk about people who ain't shit mm. and put them in the shady corner and to kind of counteract that we have You Are The Light section yeah. which kind of highlights people that are doing good in the world so we can yeah. leave here happy not angry and just know that there are people out there doing what they're supposed to do okay so the first story that i'm gonna have to bring to the light or the first person was this random girl on twitter i even want to say her twitter handle because she pissed me off so much so basically she was upset at the fact that you know um John Lewis, the yeah. retail brand, they do their annual Christmas uh, advert. Yeah. yeah. So she was vexed that they featured a black family yeah. throughout the um <laughs> the advert. So she she tweeted, I have to say that your Christmas ad is wrong in so many ways. The music is miserable. Um, by a black singer and you show a black family. We white Brits are still the majority in the UK. It seems you want you you want no mention of our traditional traditions of Christmas or music, etc. Mm. Very disappointing that you um, seem to seem so unaware of the resentment which is building in the UK. Much of it is due to adverts like this. The irony is this feedback will probably not even be read by a Brit. How I grieve for my culture, culture and country. Which culture? Um, Funny enough, she lives started. in. She, she lives in France. Oh yeah. So this 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 cow can go and just go and jog on as far as I'm concerned. Jog right into Shady Corner. Because I'm just like, what is your problem? Like an entire black family offended you so much for one little ad that comes on once a year. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. 
I'm just, the thing is, they just, you know what? It just, uh, people, just, you know, it might be 2016, but they don't want to see you. <laughs> they don't want to see you. That's what it is. They don't want to see your blackness. They don't want to accept, recognize, appreciate, be a part of, be next to, smell, see, notice. They don't want you around. Mm. But it's, us, it's funny I should say, the, um, us around. It's funny the cognitive dissonance that these people go through when they talk about race. Because someone commented on what she put. I read, I, I was reading what, I don't usually do it to myself, but I wanted yeah. to see all the other people that agreed with her so I could preemptively block them. <laughs> but there was one guy who said, <laughs> He was like, this is ridiculous um, that they would use a black family in this advert, especially when we're 75% of the population. I thought, oh, oh. Um, so you are actually aware mm. that you are the majority in this country, <laughs> but let you tell it, the immigrants are taking all of your jobs. Mm -hmm. So 25% is taking the jobs of 75%. Do you even know maths? Do you know what I mean? And again, what does that say about you, the 75% right. and you can't what overthrow is? a little measly 25%? Probably right. who, you know, a lot of those 25% can't even speak English. Like, it's not their first language. But, yeah, they're managing to go out there and get the jobs that you that, seem to yeah. be crying about. But so when someone tells you to come and work now, you'll say that you need to claim disability allowance. No, so no you don't time. want to do yeah, anything. They don't want to go out and do don't. certain And also, jobs. Like, what does she think that people who are non-white you know, celebrate in terms of Christmas. Like she keeps banging on about, oh, you know, the traditions of Christmas and blah, blah, blah. We blah. obviously you... eat other humans. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, that's I... what we do. <laughs> Us savages, we build a fire in the garden <laughs> and just eat each other. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. <gasps> okay, so you, Twitter lady who I won't even give... Um, any air any time more airtime to your flipping idiot? You just need to calm down. Why don't you have a very French Christmas and piss off? How exactly. about that? Um, okay, so to counteract that, we have the You Are the Light. So I need to big up uh, Maya Jama, who is a presenter, and she's secured a presenting job on the Brits Critics Choice Awards. I have to mm -hmm. shout out Maya. She's a lovely girl. Really deserved this. Is she, she still dating hard. Stormzy? Okay. Yes, she is. They're a lovely couple. I love them together. They're so lovely. <laughs> yes, well done, Maya. That's, that's, that's the homie right there. Um, Trevor Noah. Oh, I want to have his babies. <laughs> I really do. I just love him so much. He's just so funny. He's a He's genius. Really funny. And I have to put him into the light for just showing what... To, we already knew she was an idiot yeah. anyway. Tommy Lahren, who has her own show. I don't know yeah. why they... Anyway, whatever. But basically, she's been saying a lot of bullshit throughout this entire presidential election. And outside of that, she's got a huge problem with race relations and can't understand why black people are pissed and why, you know, you know, her likening Black Lives Matter to the KKK is problematic. She doesn't understand that. She doesn't understand why Colin Kaepernick will take a knee. Mm. Like, why are you disrespecting the flag? And um, Trevor shouts out to him because he, he asked her a question and she just went on tirade, but she didn't actually ask, answer the, the question. question yeah. The mm. question was, okay, so how do you think people should protest? Like, if you take a knee, that apparently that angers people yeah. and, you know, that's not doing anything other than you know, taking a mm, knee, yeah. you know, if you go out and protest, you're rioting, you know, if you do anything, it's always problematic. Yeah. So how do you suggest that people protest? Yeah. So rather than answer the question, the idiot went on some big patriotic speech about you shouldn't disrespect the flag and you shouldn't do this and you shouldn't do that. And he was like, yeah, but you still haven't answered the, the question. question. What should people do? And she's sitting there like literally looking, she's just lo looking into space like she didn't hear the question. Yeah, yeah because and it's there like, is no real answer. She, she doesn't no, know. The answer is you shouldn't protest, you should be happy with your oppression. Right, okay. I mean, some people are upset with him 
Mm. Uh, Trevor Noah, because they said, you know, he tweeted that, you know, we have differing views, but, you know, we were able to hold that space and whatever else. And people are like, oh, you sell out. She's vile. She this. And I was like, how, what more do you want him to do? He right. asked her the important questions <laughs> in front of the camera. Mm. He's not now going to get on Twitter and say, yeah, well, bun you. Like, he's not, he can't, <laughs> <laughs> he can't, he can't be rude about her. Yeah. The fact is, he still has to be respectable. Um, yeah, he's respectful. professional yeah, as well. Yeah, like... so he, he, he's balancing everything. I thought it was well really good. Well Sometimes you need to give enough people enough rope to hang them. Yes, right? Like, and that's what, that's yeah, it. Yeah. He was asking the right questions as far as I was yes. concerned. Yeah. And, you know, when she was talking about, you know, I don't see, I don't see colour. And he was like, well, you don't see traffic lights but and you, you have a problem with that. <laughs> and he was like, I don't subscribe to that notion yeah. of I don't see colour. It's yes, not the fact bollocks. that you don't see people's colour. It's the way that you treat people for being a particular colour. And she just, was like oh, oh she saw that fake tan though didn't she right they always see that I don't <laughs> see that like, you can choose the <laughs> of fake tan you know how to do that one yeah it's interesting and it's like I think with her what's interesting about her is that she gets so angry and so irate about things that she has no, no idea no clue about and it's like if you're upset about Beyonce imitating the Black Panthers or supporting mm. them, but yet you don't know anything about them. That says to me you haven't done your due di- yeah. diligence mm. to research yeah. them. I mean, Google, noise for hello, Bing, is your friend. Yeah. You can use those tools to find out, oh, what is this Black Panther thing that everybody's yeah. talking about? Let me go and find out rather than making these ridiculous statements. They killed the police. They did this. Yeah. They did that. What did the police do to them? It's the same people that cry about Black History Month. Mm. I don't know why you need Black History Month because I don't get a White History Month, okay? Mm. So, well, you don't need a White History Month. You just get life. You just get... It's White History Month. It is. And, you know, you have the MOBA Awards. You you know, how... What if we had awards that said... But you have the Brits, you have the enemies, you have the Q-Wars. That aren't trying to bring in our people. I'm pretty sure they don't sit around and have discussions about how they're going to bring in everybody that's like, you know, not white. But when we have our people, Do you know what? Let me even include you. I saw this this, um, kind of visual for some BBC music thing, Mm. right? And it was in 2016. And it was post, it was post Skepta Mm. winning the Mercury Music Awards. Mm-hmm. So you would have thought hey, somewhere yeah. his face would have hey, been baby. there. No. How wow. you doing? How, how did you manage to overlook that? I'm ignoring her. Hey, I'm, ignoring her. <laughs> I'm ignoring her. I'm ignoring her. He's an artist. I'm an author. Okay. <laughs> how, but how do you manage to overlook that particular artist who wins that very mm. high profile award and not have him in your visual about UK music? Or Viola Davis um, being in Suicide Squad, um, the film. Yeah. Um, they yeah. talk about, they mention, oh, these are the people that are in it and they don't include her name. And I just thought... I didn't even know she was in it. There you go. Oh, wow. Wow. And she's um, a lead character. Mm. And it's just, it's just really funny how, yeah, we just won't mention them. <laughs> yeah. them or yeah. nonchalant like yeah. you know just, just again it goes back to what I'm saying that like, we only get mentioned when it's a negative yeah. thing it's like oh no you can like just be responsible for creating crime and that's it leave the music stuff to us okay yeah. so yeah so that that um you know Trevor did a bang a bang up job and I was loving it so yeah if you need to watch it I think it should be up on YouTube by now and last but not least he's not even in the studio anymore he's gone outside I need to big up Ace and say Woo! congratulations 
congratulations Woo! to him for securing the spot, the live lounge spot. He is the official presenter. Well, he is smashing yeah. it right now. It's been a long time coming. I am over the moon for for Ace Man. He. I he feel like my social life's gonna be lit now. Listen, <laughs> if certain artists, he needs to be in this room. I don't know where I know. he's going. Like Ace. <laughs> but no, no, he really does deserve this. So I'm really genuinely happy for the for definitely that young man. Yeah, so. for the homie. Big up Ace, Ace. Don't forget we when you are famous because we will find you. We know where you live. <laughs> we know where you live. <laughs> So, yeah, so that is it for today. Um, thank you guys for listening. I want to give a big, big, big thank you to Kaliji. Thank you so much. Thank please, you. Please, can you tell the people where they can find you once again? Find me on at Kalechnikov. That's K-E-L-E-C-H-N-E-K-O-F for Freddie. F again for Freddie. Mm-hmm. So find me there for my banterful tweets. Yeah, you on are Insta? Really yeah, Insta. <laughs> Insta as well. well. Very. As well. Uh, Snapchat. Snapchat. Yes. So all Coco Kalechi on Snapchat. Coco Kalechi. Yeah. So C O C O K E L E C H I. Yeah. Right. Coco Kalechi. Yes. Brilliant. Like okay. that. Oh, he's back in the room. Ace was just bigging well you up, done. but you left us. Well done for live. Left oh, us as oi, usual. Savaloy. All right, so guys, catch us back here <laughs> with the homie Ace and Miss Lala, and she talks for two girls in a mic. Yeah.